Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And I'm super excited tonight because tonight's show is kind of just one of those. They're my favorite kind of shows because they have a little bit of history. They have some of my past. They have some of my future. They're about people who mean something to me, who've meant something in my life. Um, but the other part of it is, is you, some of you had a hand in this thing. So the other night I was talking about uh, Richard Gorsuch, an artist uh, who was in Cannon Beach. He's originally from uh, Coburg area, a marketer. And I was telling you the story of how he touched my life. So one of you uh, went out and looked him up and got his phone number and gave it to me. And so I called Richard and Bonnie Gorsuch and had a conversation. And while we were talking, um, Richard told me that a friend, Neil, who originally set me up on this story in 2002, Okay, this is where this all gets really weird. He set me up with this story in 2002. He actually recorded the story with a camera while it was airing on KEZI. So Richard says, Neil has that story. I call Neil in 30 minutes. He has it sent to me uh, in a file. So I have the original story as it aired that you're going to see tonight. And then we're going to go live to St. Helens, Oregon to talk to Richard and Bonnie Gorsuch. So our show is, we couldn't do our shows without sponsors. And if any of you are looking to want to sponsor good stuff, if you like what we do and you think that's worthy, um, you know, it takes money to make this stuff happen. So if you're interested in that, get a hold of me, rick at rickdancer.com. We've got packages. I made some really fun packages. So I'll, I'll kind of, I'll tell you what, they, I'm not going to tell you how much, I'll let you look those up, but I'm going to, I got to read this for you because it's kind of funny. I have the inflation reduction package. <laughs> that's the, that's the least expensive. Then I have the build back better package. And then I have the make my business great again package. So I've covered all the angles. I've covered Biden and Trump. So those of you who want to put me in a box, you can say I'm actually being more giving more attention to Joe Biden than I am to Donald Trump in my packages. So that's how it goes. But get a hold of me if you want more information. But our current sponsors sponsoring this show, Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Denture Center. Dr. Bratlin's doing dentures now. They're doing, they have a denturist there who does that. They do crowns. They do all your regular dental work. If you're looking for somebody who shares your values, who believes in free speech, who believes people should be able to say what they want, and you want to honor that, uh, go to Dr. Bratlin. Also, Alvard Taylor, um, Endless Possibilities is their tagline, and I love that. Uh, it's an organization that take care, uh, works with people with different abilities in our communities. And they're always looking for employees. So if you're somebody who's kind of bored with your life and, you know, the pandemic kind of showed you that, um, what a bunch of crap, you know, I want to, I, I got to go live. Um, I, my guy, um, I was telling him my son's here because today's my wife's birthday. And um, I said, Tim, I can't have a meeting with you. And he goes, you know, Rick, maybe you just need to go do life today. You know, and I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our jobs thinking I need to do this work. I need that. Sometimes we just need to go do life. So today we're going to do life. But Albert Taylor wants to help you do life in a different way. So we'll have some, something from them at the end of the show. And then JDEV Investors. It's um, Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basaraba. Uh, two people, they just have a business in town where they develop properties, make things into really cool stuff. Jim's Landing over in Springfield is a great example. Uh, Daniel heard us uh, on the on the air one day and said, I want to I want to sponsor you. I want to I want to support what you're doing. So he's one of our sponsors as well. All right. So here's how we're going to start this. Um, the Gorsuch's will be here in just a few minutes in like six minutes. But I want to take you back to 2002 
And this is the story um, where I had a call and my favorite photographer in the world to work with, Kurt Richter, put this together. Uh, we went down to Cannon Beach to talk to this artist who we did not know, um, who was painting Haystack Rock in Cannon Beach every day for 365 days. Now, what you're gonna see is the younger version of Rick Dancer. To look beyond common sense and do what your heart tells you. That's what this next story is all about. A man, his gift, a strange assignment, completion, and what he learned along the way. All right, here we go. A man on a journey. There's 100 steps to the to Ocean Avenue down here. When you walk it every day, you start measuring everything. Every day of 2002, 365 days, one simple purpose. You get caught up in it. It's so inspiring, and, and you get kind of captivated by it, captured, you know, lost in it, and and you really don't want to leave. The wind from the east catches this spray up here at the top and then sends it backwards. At age 69, Richard Gorsuch is finally realizing a connection he made with Haystack Rock back when he was just a kid. Rock came down and hit me on the head. I got a big lump right here on my right side of my head today. It's still there. And a scalp wound and, you know, and stunned me and knocked me into the water. I, <laughs> I look back now and think, here, that simple little accident kind of connected me with the rock once and for all, you know. And here I am today, you know, decades later, going through all of this. I mean, I, it, you got to admit, that's just the mystery. The all of this Richard is talking about is his project. For the last year, Richard has painted Haystack Rock from the same place every single day. I like the moon, and I like this misty one. I got a lot of favorites, I guess. 365 moments. I, of course, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I went down there to paint, and the wind was blowing over 80 miles an hour, according to the weather report. 23,000 square inches of surface. I'm so close to the truth when I'm, I'm recording life as it happens. Three hours a day. I'm more compassionate and I'm more committed because I've lived out a commitment. Captured, preserved forever. Well, there's probably over a thousand hours in the course of all the hours, the waking hours of the year that have gone into this project. And why? I don't know, except that I have been experiencing something that's helping me come to know that I'm being authentic. Authenticity doesn't come easy. Each painting a record of how much things stay the same and how much they change. That's really the hook on this whole thing. It's a whole year of images of this gigantic monolith that people come here by the tens of thousands to see and to walk there. Just look at them all, just walking around there and lost in their thoughts. For Richard, the rock is symbolic of God, a foundation, a stability that is always there. But like the rock he loves, sometimes unseen. And there's this calm in the center of the hurricane or the, in the center of the vortex, and, and there is that sense of calm here of, in Cannon Beach that, that we hear people talk about and we feel ourselves. And that's part of the mystique of what's going on here. 
Richard's purpose was not perfection. I think a lot of people, especially in the arts, they don't write the novel they want to write or they don't build the furniture they want to build or sing the song they want to sing because it's got to be perfect. And then it never gets done. See what you can do if you will just dedicate yourself to it one day at a time. No real reason, no profit motivation, just because. I think there's something in our culture that we got to always have to have an end result of what we do, you know. I just know I had to show up and do it with no agenda. One man's journey, a chronicle. I think that's what I hope that someone will look and say, someone did something that was important, must be important, they wouldn't have done it. Why would they do something like that every day? An inspiration for others to look for their rock. There's a far greater reason for, for your life, for what you're doing here, than painting these pictures. But you're going to find out what it is by painting the pictures. Just show up, do what you're supposed to do. So I'm waiting to find out what that is, to be honest. Great moments must be remembered. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, Psalm 61.2. <laughs> so the rock becomes, has become that kind of symbol. Something that says you were here, you did it. On the other side of this, he put this inscription that this rock marks the site where Richard Gorsuch painted Haystack Rock 365 days in 2002. Richard did not do this alone. Old friends from long ago must also be remembered. Reverently place that bottle of marbles that someone gave me 25 years ago. Well, gave me those marbles and said, you're too serious, Gorsuch. You need some marbles in your life. When are you going to start playing? I said, what do you mean, Jack? He said, you should be painting. So, Jack, I did it. Now, Richard says he may display the pictures in art galleries. He might even put them on video. At this point, he's really not sure what he's going to do with them. But he says he finished it, and that was really the point of it all. We'll be right back. So, uh, that was me a long time ago, 20 years. And um, that story has always kind of sat in the back of my head. And I never really thought that I'd get back a hold of Richard Gorsuch. Richard, hello, you two. Hi there. So you guys, this is Richard and Bonnie Gorsuch. And just so that you guys understand, Richard's had a couple of strokes. And so it's a little tough to communicate. Um, but we think this is worthwhile and we're going to do this anyway. So Richard will answer some questions and everybody will get to be patient because sometimes it takes a little longer to get things out. And Bonnie's going to fill in blanks and all that kind of stuff. So what was that like for you two just watching that video? Okay, well, I'll answer first. I love Cannon Beach. And it was just really neat seeing Richard doing what he did and at our old house and our old location where we raised our boys and all these wonderful things. And Plus, he <laughs> looks different now. Um, he's down to his high school weight. I am very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, it was wonderful. I totally remember us moving to Cannon Beach from Coburg and landing there. And Richard 
went from being a full-time self-employed person to not knowing what he was going to be doing with the rest of his life. And so then he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to paint Haystack Rock every day for 365 days. I'm like, uh, likely we'd made enough money off our the sale of our house in Coburg that he had some, we had some money rolling around so he could take a year off. <laughs> so what, and I talked to Richard on the phone, so I kind of know this, but even Richard, if you want to answer this, what, that you still, after 20 years, don't have a reason for that. I, in, I'm sensitive to the, the enthusiasm, the, the uh, happiness to be doing what I was doing. That kind of communication doesn't lie. I, I loved it. I, I knew it was, it was happening then. And I, know, <laughs> I know today it's the real thing. The whole yeah. show you put on the camera and the, and the narration, it's the real thing. Real people doing the real thing and loving it. You know, my wife was in here before we, we, we were waiting for you guys and um, my son and my wife were in here and they were watching that video. And the words you speak, Richard, you still have, you still have it. I mean, I still hear it in your voice, a profoundness that you understand kind of God and how this works in life. What, what I love when I called you and you said, there's still not, there's, there's, there was a purpose and a reason, but you still haven't figured it out yet completely. Because isn't that what life is like, Bonnie? I mean, don't you think that's how we should be comfortable living? Definitely, Rick. And basically, that's how Richard and I have lived for 37 years of marriage. The man graduated from University of South Dakota with a major in advertising art. So since then, he's been a self-employed artist. And believe me, that hasn't been the easiest as far as family life and bills and this sort of thing. Not getting the regular paycheck every Friday from KEZI yeah. or ever. And so that's you know been a big challenge for us as a married couple. However, it's all been worth it, Rick. So you learn to trust, don't you? I have learned to trust Richard, definitely, and also the Holy Spirit that lives within Richard, <laughs> primarily. Because, you know, when, when we came down there, I remember Neil's the one, uh, Neil, who's got the video, he's the one who set me up on this. And he just said, you've got to meet these people. Um, you're going to love this story. And um, I never knew when, you know, kind of 20 years ago in my career, I was doing stories like on people like Richard, who had taken a risk, who were willing to get out. Because I think for me in my life, I was afraid. Because I was raised in a house where you, you know, all, in fact, all of my sisters, um, both two of them right now are just retiring and they've been with the same company for 30 years. So after 25 years at KEZI, I was going, I should have left here five years ago and gotten out. And it's much more scary to live like Richard taught me to live, but it's also, I think it's really living. Yes, I think so. Adventure. Adventure. And, yeah. and, but we want, 
don't you think American culture, we want comfort. Um, Adventure is costly. And you can fall off, you know, ledges and, and, and uh, you know, you don't know, like Bonnie, like you were saying, you don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from. Yes. Uh, well, I believe that adventure costs less than the other one because when you have the other one, and I forget that what that other one is, <laughs> we were just talking about that. I mean, everybody in this culture wants more, more, more. And honestly, when you live like we've lived for all these years, you actually don't need all the stuff that people are clamoring after today, like the next biggest car, the next biggest house, the next biggest everything. I mean, it turns out that we ended up um, in a very small cottage right near the Columbia River uh, versus a pretty large house in Cannon Beach. And we've just, we're tapering down our life because we both know that we don't, both of us don't have much time. I mean, Richard will be 89 this month. I'm living, living joyfully with stage four breast cancer. And so we both have things that we know we're not gonna be here forever. And so we're just really happy day by day, like two former good alcoholics, which we weren't, but I'm just saying, we're living just one day at a time and it's beautiful. So, Bonnie, can I ask, like, this is kind of a weird question, but I've always wanted, I was really good friends with Frank and Jeannie Moore, um, and Frank Moore just passed away recently, um, and they were, they were both together, they've been married, like, 70 years. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And so, when you go to bed at night, you kind of look at each other and go, okay, one of us may not be here tomorrow. I mean... Yes, definitely. I mean, in fact, we talk about death every day because that's just where we've gotten. I mean, I was driving him to the hospital last in May of 21. That's one of the reasons why we moved here, to be closer to his health care. So as I'm driving to the hospital, I end up having a seizure in the car, and they find out I have a brain tumor. So my breast cancer had metastasized to my lungs my brain and my bone and so every day we just know that we're both very close to the end and i told him yesterday <laughs> i really would like to die after you because there's so many things that i do every day that you don't know that i do like bill pain and getting more affairs in order than i've already gotten in order so it would be more sensible from my standpoint, if I if you did go before I did, Richard, but God is much more sensible than than I am, so maybe maybe I will go before you. But yeah. I mean, I got we got married when I was thirty, and he was fifty one, and wow. and so we got married on my thirtieth birthday because he didn't want to marry somebody in her twenties, and so <laughs> we got married in Eugene on my thirtieth birthday. And so it's been a beautiful time. So it, when you watch that story and you see um, the, the, the advice Richard was, I mean, because it was profound for me. You know what I mean? It was profound. Richard, you've had um, a, a profound effect on my life. And I've never forgotten you. And that day and what you said, and I've quoted that for years, go, 
Rick Dancer, go find the thing. Because off camera, we had a really close conversation. And you said, go find the thing that makes you come alive. Go find the thing that makes you sing and sing. Go find the thing that makes you dance, Rick Dancer, and dance. And I think now it's so weird that you and I are talking now because Kathy and I just moved to Montana. We've left Oregon. My whole life was in Oregon. And it's been a really um, amazing yet difficult journey. And and I'm not going to get into specific details, but there's a lot of trust going on here. I mean, it's a lot of things going like I feel like I'm standing on the plank of the of the pirate ship. And and it's do I do I jump? And my arms are tied and just trust that God's going to going to bring me back up. And I'm not being over dramatic. That's really what it feels like. You, and you guys know that. Yes. It's called faith. Yeah. What'd you say? It's called faith. Yeah. It's called faith. Right. For sure. F-A-I-T-H. Right. I gotcha. Yes. So what happens to that project that Richard did? Um, once Richard goes on to be with the, in, in, in a better place. Right. So he got to the end of the project, December 31st, 02. And so then it was like he had to do other things in order to bring in some income. <laughs> and so he just started being a full-time painter, which it turns out that's why we moved to Cannon Beach was that he was retiring from all the freelance stuff he was doing for a hospital in Eugene, a publisher in Eugene, different companies in Eugene. He was just really tired after being self-employed for all those years. So we moved to Cannon Beach and he just basically became a full-time painter. And as far as those paintings went, the 365, um, there were various places that would have loved to exhibit them but they would be more like kind of broken up, like the series would have been broken up because no place really has enough room to display all those properly. And so Richard never did agree to ever display them anywhere. Um, I think it was just kind of a heart thing. I mean, it did like go to his heart and he did do what he wanted to do. And he got a lot of time to think about where he'd been and where he was at the present and where he's going in the future. And so he, they're just safely packed away right now. And they have been all um, scanned and in order, like from January 1st through December 31st. So they could, they will still find a proper, um, you know, like, what do you call, permanent thing, like maybe a coffee table book or something like that in the future. But um, in the meantime, they're in a safe place. I think Richard wants to say something. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the uh, getting out on the beach in the morning with the, on my gear and getting set up, what I didn't plan on, uh, but I start painting. In the corner of my eye, I see some lone figure walking along. So I said to him, they're, they're about to change course. I said to myself, and then sure enough, they changed it. Freddie's and that person standing nearby in the silence. And I'd say, hi. <laughs> they say, hi. And then we just, I keep painting, they keep 
thinking or walking or a way of kind of turning around, coming back, then the question comes. And that little exercise repeated itself, not every day, but most of the time. Uh. A different person or a mother and two little kids who want, they want to paint like me. So I say, go ahead and let them work on the painting. I'd fix it later, so, but pretty soon I, I had those small palettes made up and give them a brush and paint and a palette and say, you are going to earn this at home. A decade or so later, those people, the family on the beach homes sought me out to see that the, the, the paintings that the granddaughter did are framed in our home. <laughs> wow. What's that worth? Yeah. What, what's, what, what, what does that do to your heart? Right. And Richard, you said in that story, and I remember you saying this, that it's hard, like, especially as an artist and a painter, it's hard to get, get going, to be committed. Right. And by you doing that 365 days, it showed you, I, I had no idea, I didn't remember that you were retiring, which is so weird because now I'm you. And it's like, so I'm going back and once again, Richard Gorsuch is teaching me um, how to do this thing called life. Some reason these two Richards, um, I almost said these two dicks, but <laughs> these two Richards um, came together and you, yeah. you've been guiding me in my life, my whole life. And, what an honor, what and, an honor to sit and, here and hear, hear you say that. Thank you so much. Well, oh, Richard, he'll, is, he'll, he'll so see you at 109. How's that? 109. He'll see you at, when he's 109 and you're 89. Yeah. And then we'll see if I learned the lesson. Because what that taught you then is you were going through a, a change in your life, a big change. And, and you were in a new place. And you, if you're going to be an artist, you've got to be committed to it and doing it. And that 365 days was God's way of making you, almost taking you from the creature of business where you could do it and saying, okay, if you're gonna be an artist, you have to have some of that, adopt some of that same um, behavior pattern, um, but in a, in a freer way. And so you got to find that, that took a year and that was the only way he, well, that was the way he chose to do it for you. And then through that, it connected mm -hmm. to you and me. Right. Another thing that hits hit me this morning or last night was back to why I went out there on the beach to to bay. There's a certain kind of solitude that a peaceful, calm, restful feeling about being near the rock. And some just me saying that I hear it over and over, but. Prior to moving to Piana Beach, my mother died, my stepdad died, and my father died. And um, I needed to be alone in a place like Piana Beach to process that and let go of that. And ex expressing my feelings in painting, moving oils around on board, and uh, it doesn't have to be right or it can't be wrong. It's just you're doing something to get reconciled with the change that is happening deep inside. 
Is it kind of fun for the two of you to be able to look back? Because this is a hoot for me to look back 20 years and see that there was a purpose. And these are just the ones that you know. Um, think of all the other people, like you're saying, Richard, that walked by. And maybe, maybe that's what we forget about life is that there's all these little things in the, what we sometimes see as drudgery um, that are actually have great meaning. We just don't pay attention to them. For sure. Yes. Well said. I think too, the term artists, um, can forgot. That's okay. A, we both, we both forget stuff. <laughs> art therapy. Yeah. It's like an art therapy. Art therapy. Only, it's only 365 days and plus having to live through many, many storms. You find out how much you love something when you're in the midst of a storm. And the storms had a tremendous effect on me. You got to be half nuts to go out there in a storm. <laughs> but I loved it. Even the one but it's fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> yes. So Bonnie, what have you learned in the last year and a half about life? I'll 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 let you kind of close out some of this for me. Oh, you mean the year and a half since I found out that I had metastatic breast cancer? Yes, because you're basically supposed to already be gone. Right. Well, when I found that tumor in my brain, the doctor said, well, you have six months to a year to live. And knowing myself like I do and knowing my Lord like I do, I was like, B-S. <laughs> and so, and then, but I did let my circle of people know that that's what he said, because I wanted them to know that it was a serious situation, but I also want them to see me in 10 or 20 years and say what you just said, which is, wait, what happened? You're supposed to be dead. <laughs> so it's just like, thank you, Jesus, that you helped me. And I have a little, all sorts of little rituals that I do with him to see me through day to day. And I'm feeling really optimistic about my situation. Well, um, I just want to thank you both. Uh, this has been like... Um, <laughs> kind of like a dream for me. And it's just, it's kind of nice to be able to, just thank you, Richard, um, for, you know, just being you. And today, and what's kind of cool about this is because you set into motion things that were gonna happen in my life that I had no idea, um, or God used you to set into motion some things that I could hear. Um, but today, I didn't know anything about that you had just retired. And you were me. And now it's kind of like, Richard, it's kind of like, um, like I feel like like God kind of gave me you as this guide um, in my life. And, 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 um, and I really appreciate that from you. It's no coincidence. No. And it's funny you say that because all of a sudden, like when you called that day, like last week or whatever about this, then all of a sudden all these people are contacting Richard to say, hey, can I, can I come over or can I write to you or can we go back to where we were like 10 years ago and pick up? And I mean, all of a sudden people realize that Richard's getting older and we're not going to have him forever. And I want to just 
get in on the last the yeah. last few inches of this. Because Richard, you really are a profound man. I mean, that that art thing in, in you. And when you speak, even today, I think it's so funny because I know you've had a stroke, two strokes, and but but I heard a little nugget, and I'm going to go back and listen to that again because it was something that I, I feel like it was a whisper from God who said it. And um, and and I even go going back and watching the story, um, I was re I was re remembering um, the things you said, and I just this last week I've been going, God, what do you want me to do? I mean, um, things aren't doing something's changing. I can sense that. Um, there's something changing in my world. And I think um, everybody's always encouraging me. My my art is writing. And and I think I'm going to go write my book. And um, and you will be in it um, because you are the other Richard and you will um, you will be in it. Um, and I thank you for being my guide. Um, in doing this. And and just for the audiences, uh, Richard and I have not kept in contact or anything. And that's the cool thing about God and, and, and love and people in your life. You don't, I have very few people that have stayed in my life all the time. In fact, I can't, I, my wife and my kids are the, you know, my family, but other than that, I don't. And, and I think that's the exciting part. Cause I think when we're done with this whole thing, um, all of a sudden it's like a big reunion and you're going, Oh my gosh. So here's what I think. Here's what I honestly think. I think when you die, we go to, you know, I mean, first we're going to sleep. I, the whole thing about you just wake up with God is just weird to me because, you know, what's he doing up there going, God, we got to get this thing over with. These people are so bored. I'm, you're boring me. Um, but there's this, I think there's this thing where when all of a sudden you start going and then you're just, you have this revelation where you're going, oh, that's why Frank Moore was in my life. That's why this happened. That's why you didn't let me get that job. And see, so for me, this little thing here, this is like me getting a glimpse of that because it's like, I'm going, God, I feel like I was going, that's why Richard and I did that story. That's why I talked about him the other day. That's why that lady got me his phone number. That's why Neil gave me the video that I never had. I, I lost that video. Um, so it's like a little picture of what it's going to be like when we get on the other side. Right. So I think this, that, yeah, that's super fun. And, fun. and one last thing about you, Rick, I've been noticing since we've been in contact the last week, you seem a lot happier and a lot more freed up than you were when you were in Eugene. Yeah. And it's, it's been a really good change for us. I will admit it's, I don't, there's, I have sleepless moments because I'm just thinking, how is it the economy and everything? You know, I'm like everybody else out there is I'm, I'm nervous. And I have, to, I have to give that over to God every day. And I'm starting to write. I, I haven't journaled since I was in therapy um, years ago. And I've started journaling it. Uh, three mornings ago, I started writing out my thoughts again because that really helps me put it on paper. It's my, you know, it's an art form and it helps me kind of write. And then I can write my blogs and stuff like that. So um, I think that's super helpful. So I'm, I'm back in the swing. Um, Yay. Well, we'll look for your book. Okay. Um, thank you again for coming on, you guys. Thank and you, Nick. you let me know anything that's going on and happening. Okay. Okay. And God bless you. And, your and you too. And if, if if either one of you gets there before me, um, we'll would let you, you know. Well, would you would you you know? We'll let you know. Kind of tell tell God some good things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're going straight up. We know that. <laughs> oh, I I think it's going to be. You sit out there for just a moment. Remember that thing? I had worked with a photographer one time and he said, 
Um, what I'm going to do when I get there is I'm going to ask God, do you have an editing machine? And just give me 10 minutes. I've got a couple things I want to get out of my life. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I told him, I think that's supposed to be Jesus. So I don't think you need an editing machine anymore. <laughs> right. All right, Thank you guys. Thank you so much and God Thank bless. You. Yeah, love you both. Thank you. Bye, Rick. Thank you. See you later. So, um, yeah, welcome to my profound moment. Um, I'm, you know, we call this Get Real with Rick Dancer. And I did that because for so many years on the news, I had to be Rick Dancer. And I, my real name is Rick Dancer, but when, you know, I had to be a caricature of myself. And some people go, well, you don't have to. Well, no, because you didn't live my life, but you had to, because you cannot be a human being and, and do all that. Um, so when I left and I lost the race for Secretary of State and I started figuring out my life with Kathy again, what we were going to do, I just said, I have to do real. And when the pandemic hit and I did real, it didn't go over with everybody very well. And with the current things going on in the world and I talk about it and I'm real and I give you my real opinion. And it's interesting, all those people who wanted me to be authentic and real don't really like that real. So maybe um, this is just what it's supposed to be. And um, I'm not saying, I didn't say I was right. I said, I'm real. I'm righteous. I'm not self-righteous. Um, I'm wrong, but I'm real. And I'm always, always looking for the truth. Because the truth is the only thing that will ever set us free. So I want to thank my sponsors, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, Michael. Thank you for sponsoring and supporting us so we can do, these are very important things that we do here. I really believe that. And I wanna thank JDEV Investments, um, Daniel and Jim, um, because of you, we can do this. And Albert Taylor, Mark Herbert, and all of your crew, because of what you do in the world, uh, we can do this. Uh, share this on your page, let somebody else see the amazing things that go on in the world. And what I hope you learn from this is take a you know, do what Richard said. Go find the thing that makes you come alive and come alive. Talk to people you didn't know. Give people a chance, you know. Let them impact your life and your world. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Have a good day. Um, we'll see you tomorrow night again for much more stuff. I got Rob coming on and all kinds of stuff. So we'll, we'll have a good time. I think that what this kind of work offers you is an opportunity to see things from a very, very different perspective. And something that you will build into your portfolio of life skills and life experiences that will change your outlook, I think, frankly, for the rest of your life. I know that sounds very dramatic, but I think that I think it really is. I think it is very, very real. We are demonstrating that we value this work, not just with words, but also economically and all and being able to provide to people a place that you can you can make a decent living and, and you can do something that is not only important and meaningful, but you can also provide for your family as well. And so as you go out there and what I, what I would say to, especially to young people, look at your next steps is, is look at what 
Look at what the pandemic should have taught you is that life is very fragile. Things are very fragile and you're going to be out there and you're going to be working for a long time. And so what I would suggest to you is, is choose work that is, that is meaningful. Uh, when you look at it, don't just look at, you know, don't just look at how much money you can make and all those things, but also look at what kind of a legacy am I going to leave? Am I going to make a difference? This is Rick Dancer. The midterm elections did not turn out the way many of us had hoped. So what can we do about it? Support local businesses that prioritize freedom of speech, tougher crime laws, and values that support a healthy community, not the same old song and dance that's gotten us nowhere. Even though my wife and I moved to Montana, we still come back to Eugene to see Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental. He says what he believes and puts his money where his values are by supporting those brave enough to push for change. And best of all, he and his team are just awesome. So if you've been thinking about changing dentists or you just don't have one, you need to go to Chris Dental. Call them today and they'll do their best to see you today.